let's change let's change gears here a little bit and talk about like the game like the more the wider game right uh, you mentioned Modric was one of the players who kind of tried to engineer a game to, oh, yeah, now. Now that I'm slower. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but who are your guys' heroes or looked up to coming up in the game? Was it Kim Dempsey, London Donovan? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Maybe that's a TJ thing. I'm a foreigner, so I can't relate, but. I did like that rap song now. <laughs> man, that's a Yo, good question, uh, man. Probably just the cliche Ronaldo was uh, a uh, number nine Brazilian by. or CR7. Oh, CR7. Yeah. Oh, CR7. Okay, yeah. okay. That's impressive. He's an inspiring guy. Works hard. Yeah, that's definitely my guy. <laughs> like, his work rates, he's just his attitude. People hate, love and hate for it, but he's just a phenomenal yeah. player. My gold. Yeah, I mean, I, mine was Ronaldinho, man. Mm. Master of the ball, had a smile on his face. Yeah. Humble guy, I mean, just brilliant on the ball. I mean, and his career as well. I mean, played everywhere. So, you know, Ronaldinho was my influence for sure. For sure, by far. I think that's who got me into the game. But I just, the attitude, the one I related to the most was just Ronaldo. He was mm-hmm. so hungry. Oh, yeah. That's always why, when me and him have chats about soccer or, or football. He likes Rooney and the guys. I'm just like, they're not hungry enough. I like players yeah. who really, you know. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, I mean, Ronaldo's you know. dedicated every second of life to soccer. It seems like, you know. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> you should have gone down here and run into soccer. You're right. <laughs> uh, let's talk about teams. Like, what teams do you guys support? I'm a huge Liverpool fan, man. Liverpool. Since uh, 08. I don't I know if you can get along. <laughs> hey, man. I love I Liverpool. Know. I love I the passion. Yeah. We, have, we have a hard time getting along. Who do you support? Um, vaguely, Man United. Vaguely. Yeah. Good for you. <laughs> the vague. He's with the times. Depends on the time. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm a fair weather fan. Sure. Fair weather. Oh, like oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Were you there during their prime? Or was like when was it? Ages ago? Fifteen yeah. years ago? Yeah. Grew up in that era, so. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I like them. Yeah. I grew up in that era. Got all their shirts. Yeah. Tons of their shirts. Yeah. Okay, so you look up to Alex, Alex Ferguson then? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is that the best manager all the time? I know a lot about him. Actually, I mean, maybe. I mean, he was definitely man management, I would say, for sure. I think uh, he exemplified man management, how he takes care of his players, how to humble them at the same time. Because, yeah. I mean, look at this, the current situation now, we won't get too much into it, but you look at, you know, Ten Hag, you know, he comes in thinking he can kind of boss him around and... I don't think it's working as well as he thought it would, you know, and it's that's kind of going against him. So I think man management, I think he's up there. I think him and Jurgen Klopp in that regards. Mm. In terms of tech, tech, tacticians, you know, Pep, Pep I mean, yeah. is up there by far. You know, you got Pep, you got, oof, you know, Pep is definitely up there. I think Ancelotti as well. Mm. Carlo Ancelotti is my favorite, to be honest, other than Jurgen Klopp. But just a real quiet guy, but, you know, uses his words wisely. Really good tactician of the game, in my opinion. Okay. I mean, look at the trophies. He's won Real Madrid, right? Yeah, he's not done too bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course, I'm Madrid, the best <laughs> team in the world. What can I say? <laughs> but is that is that so? Is that uh, who? Which game do you model 
your, 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 like your game as a coach, who do you model your, the games? Behind? Like philosophy mice? Yeah, philosophy. philosophy. Did you? you go first? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe tomorrow. No, we played some beautiful football at Ajax and in the start of the United career. Sure. Right. But, um, I dress, yeah. yeah. More like, um, you know, like with the Onana thing that he did, where he's probably the most attacking minded goalkeeper that I've ever seen. Mm. And he plays like a lone center back sometimes. So that was like a really unique thing, and I always admire when team coaches try and change the game like that, mm. try and, you know, um, revolutionize the sport. Yeah. Um, like the PKs that, I don't know whoever invented it, but the hop before the PK. Oh. That was a, that was a uh, good thing. Like, Martinez? I was around when I was a kid, so what? seeing people like revolutionize the sport is inspiring, and that's, yeah. I find it entertaining at the very least. Fair answer, man. I think. Yeah. For me personally, I say it's a mix between Pep and uh, Jurgen Klopp. Mm. I like the possession, but possession with purpose. Not that Pep doesn't do it, but you know, I think possession with purpose. But then when we get the ball forward, we're nasty. We're you know, we're kind of creating chaos. Yeah. You know. Do you want the high press as well? No, uh, no, because that's maybe at a higher level, yes. But even at that point, it's very hard to train that, and it takes time. You really need. I mean, we tried it with with our guys at one point I think I tried it with the bearings but yeah. it just getting into that mentality you always got to be pressing at the right moment it's just not pressing 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 to win it it's pressing in the right moments who you can right pick shape up and stuff, right yeah. shape who who's our target if it's the left back that has a bad touch when he receives it or he doesn't look confident enough then we go okay we'll yeah. target that left back so there's so much into it more than just going in a run at the defender so maybe more like a mid block okay. so not a high press not a high block or a low block kind of in the middle where we're not giving them too much time, but at the same time, we want to press in those right moments. But it's very tough to do. Very tough to do. All right. Well, I've, I mean, I've gotten a good uh, idea of who you guys are and what the vision is. Uh, we'll play a little, quick little game before we, we <laughs> wrap right. up here. It's called This or That. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll start with Skulls, Lampard, and Jared. Who do you guys prefer? Who, I mean, who's, who's the player you choose? Uh, between the three, or like maybe rank them actually. Skulls, Lampard, Jerry. I think, um, you know, I'm just gonna be objective about it. <laughs> Gerard's, Gerard's definitely the best. He three. is, yeah. you reckon? Lampard is probably second. Really? Wow, okay, I'm shocked. Man. Do numbers matter? Because I think Lampard had the better numbers out of the mile. Oh really? Well, I could see Lamp. I was gonna say Lampard and Gerrard are probably close. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say Lampard, bro. Skulls is third. I keep, I keep telling you. Oh man, that's tough, man. I mean, I have, I'm gonna be biased and try to be objective, but Gerrard, I just think wherever, we, wherever we put him mm. in his prime, and he can play at a six, play as a ten, an eight. Yeah. I mean, the, you can't disregard that Torres Gerrard era. I mean, yeah. those two were nasty, man. And he, I feel like put the team on his shoulders and he just could do it. Right. And that's the whole debate. That's the whole debate is, you know, they all had different situations. Gerard was the main man there. And yeah. we can argue Skulls wasn't the main man. You know, he was part of the core, but he wasn't the one that they relied on all the time. You know, they had the other guys as well. So more right. situational than anything. But I would say Gerard, Scholes, and then Lampard for me. All right. Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> all right. Let's go then. Zidane or Ronaldinho. So that's easy. Ronaldinho for me. <laughs> Ronaldinho for me. Numbers wise, maybe Zidane, but yeah. 
Zidane, different but players, uh, yeah, different players, but entertaining. Zidane was entertaining in, in his own way. Absolutely, actually, absolutely, know? in their own regards, man. Both were entertaining. <laughs> yeah, I would say Ronaldinho probably, but that's really tough. It's yeah. tough. <laughs> yeah, it's close. Okay, yeah. which Ronaldo? R nine or Cristiano? Man. Easy. <laughs> I'm torn, man. Pro yeah, I mean, CR7, I think, in my opinion, too. Yeah. Just because the additional attributes he has compared to the original Ronaldo. Don't take anything from the original Ronaldo. Yeah. Rosario, as they call him, but, you know. Look how, um, you know, Cristiano takes care of himself in his old age, too. Yeah. Right. So I admire his, like, dedication to his health. Mm -hmm. Sure, I mean, guy's gonna play until 60, 70 years <laughs> old, man. You got a walking stick, <laughs> walking football. He keeps going. I saw his other goal recently for Portugal. He was outrunning defenders. I'm like, bro, you're 38. Yeah. Slow down. Yeah. You're 39. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this last one, which always has to come Messi or Ronaldo? You have to elaborate, like, maybe one sentence as to why. <clears throat> I would say only negative things about Messi if that my dad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm torn, man. I could never pick the side. I, I would just say I, I'd admire both of them and we'll never see players like that again mm -hmm. that have been so dominant. You know, I think if you're looking at numbers wise, Messi, of course. Mm -hmm. How many balloon doors? Eight at this point. You know, yeah, and you won a World Cup. A couple of questionable ones. A couple of questionable ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, Barcelona, weren't they? Um, there was some like that. Oh. There was, but okay, let's not get into the weeds. <laughs> hey, let's be controversial. Yeah. Controversial viral this game. That's how it happens, right? I like that, TJ. I like Messi that. Messi sucks. <laughs> All right, but anyway, Messi is in America now, right? Right. What do you, what, what, what does that move mean for the country, the nation? What does it mean for football in this country? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. nothing other than to sell tickets. And say they got messy here. <laughs> absolutely. In my in my opinion. Yeah. That's just my, my two cents, but okay. I think absolutely nothing because the way again if we want to get into the little nitty gritty details, the way we scout players and the where we pull players from is usually D one colleges. Yeah. They're never gonna come watch a UPSL game. They're never gonna go watch maybe soccer rebellion, for example. Yeah. Just something more local or guys that aren't D one, you know. But you look at England, you look at Spain, you look in Scotland, you look wherever in Europe, you know, and they recruit guys from the fourth step, fifth step, yeah. you know. They'll go down and they'll, they'll send scouts, you know. Look at the Jamie Vardy story, right? Mm -hmm. I know it's highly cliche to say, but, you know, he came from, what was it, the sixth division, and he was playing yeah. in the Prem. 27 when he his premier. Right, right. So it's like, that's the difference, the scouting and how we approach player development and talent pool, and it, it seems to be that, the talent pool that they're going from a D1 college students and nobody else, you know, and I think that's what's ruining the culture here, yeah. in my opinion. So, so I'm gonna say yeah. nothing, absolutely nothing. <laughs> Long story does short, nothing for America. <laughs> money, that's money. a headline. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I mean, and I just to keep going with that. I think MLS, they're a bit bureaucratic, yeah. and. Um, it seems to be more about money and markets than it is about communities. Um, and that's something we're actively trying to change here in Grand Rapids as well. Yeah. So, you mentioned 
Yeah, you mentioned money. I feel like the, the pay-to-play system is probably not helping the game as well here. Yeah. Because someone who can afford to pay all these expenses, what they do, what, what can they do, really? You know? Yeah. Oh, I know. And we, we have a scholarship program here at Pass. Um, and we have donations uh, through the website. So if anyone wants to help players who can't play soccer, <laughs> go to the pass.soccer pass. or passsoccerclub.com. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, we're trying to do as much as we can. Think uh, kind of new ideas uh, in order to lower cost for players to play. Because that is unfortunately the system we live in. Yeah. And um, I think one of the reasons for that is that we don't have the same uh, contracts and like, royalty fees uh, set up mm-hmm. as they do over in um, Europe. Like when they sign a contract, actually, player development fees are, are come out of that. And they go towards the clubs, oh. um, towards the youth clubs that develop the player. I didn't know Here that. We don't have that. Yeah. So that would be a source of funding that could replace, um, <coughs> that could replace the pay-to-play system uh, if it ever got big enough. Contracts ever got big enough, but. Well, I don't think it's a contract necessarily. Unfortunately, again, it goes back to culture. Here, you. If, over there, if you go, you know, you send your child to academy, blah, 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 blah. They grow up and they go, hey, we want to sign them. They go, okay, perfect. But they go, oh, we want to transfer them over to another club. They go, oh, great. They won't hesitate. But here in America, they go, you want to do what with my child? You're going to sell him? Or is, is that some black market scheme? You know, that's the mentality here. It's, yeah. They're not used to that. We're like, oh, yeah, we're going to sign your son. We're going to give him a contract. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, we're going to transfer him over to a club and they're going to get money off him. They're like, you're going to get money off him. Are you trafficking him, you know? Yeah. And I'm sure there's some kind of labor laws as well here in the U.S. I think that was mentioned earlier this morning, people were speaking with. But yeah. it, but I think primarily it's that culture where it's like they're not used to being, oh, yeah, we sold this player to this club for $15 million, you know, and the parents go, oh, brilliant, you know. Yeah. yeah. Happy days. Here they go, whoa, you sold Johnny to who? You know, like, I don't want to sign up for that. You know, so I was gonna say actually when you're saying I just thought of a different point when you're mentioning the the messy stuff the messy stuff even when David Beckham came here he came and it was a big thing for like maybe a year or two when right. he left and the the game didn't go as big but now I'm also thinking with the World Cup coming in 2026 maybe that might be the turning point for the game I'm I'm still doubtful that yeah. just again my opinion I'm still doubtful just because the way we run our system you mm-hmm. know. I, and I don't know if it's necessarily pay to play. There's so many other factors, you know, yeah. and culture being one of them. And it just college, yeah. yeah. And like I said, the way we scout, the way they send out scouts, the way they recruit players to MLS. Yeah. It's like pro franchises are set up really weird in weird ways that kind of take power away from the communities as well. Right. So just a there's weird. not a lot of like grassroots things here to build off of because it's not sustainable. The way yeah. That, uh, MLS and the USL set up their league. Um, you know, they own the, basically own the team. They own the brand at least for the team, and um, and you're actually kind of more buying a share in the, in the league when you create a team, when you have a team. So it's not like uh, these teams are community owned or anything like that. Unfortunately. Yeah, that's a bummer. But um, let's end on a higher note <laughs> <laughs> with the team. So with the next season, I, I know you guys have tryouts. Uh, mm-hmm. You guys want to give a bit of information about that. Just tell the community, the players, what to expect um, and the dates. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're planning on February. 
February, uh, I can't remember the exact date, was it uh, 18th, but we're still working on that, so that's tentative okay. at the moment, so that could or will change, we'll see, uh, by a certain somebody over here, but um, <laughs> we'll see where we land, but it, it will be in February, it'll be here at MSA Woodland, hopefully, right. field behind us, uh, probably a late late night, probably like 9 or 11 would be my guess, that's still, still in the works, but definitely a tryouts in February. Um, I mean, we're looking for talent. We're looking for guys that are not only talented, but are willing to put in the work, willing to bring that energy, that positivity that we're looking for. And, you know, as we always say in practices, you know, it's like, can you change the game? Can you influence the game? You got to come on, whether that's a starting 11 or if you're coming off the bench at halftime, can you come in and can you change the game? So we're, we're looking for game changers, as cliche as that sounds, but... You know, all types of players that are just willing to work, willing to see the vision that we, that we see, and you know, I think that's the biggest thing. Just gotta believe, believe in the project, believe in the project that we're doing, mm -hmm. and that's really, that's really what it comes down to. Teach. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Um, you mentioned what's a website, and then what's a, the social media or passsoccerclub.com. We have a, a passive Cicro, uh page on the website. Okay. Um, also, Twitter handle is uh, Passive Seco. Yep, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Um, yeah, follow us on there. We, we put content out as much as we can, you know, yeah. being an amateur side, as you know. Uh, it's difficult. Cause it's we're, a lot of work. Yeah, we're, we're Swiss Army guys, man. You know, we're, we're, you know, groundsmen, we're kit managers, we're social media marketers, we're coaches, we're game day ops, you know, and that's just amateur football. It is what it is. But yeah. you learn something, and that you know, that down the down the road will help. So for sure, for sure. Well, that's been uh, Addis and TJ uh, joining us with the Road Bench Homers. I <laughs> hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, you know, like, comment, and subscribe, and make sure you follow their pages. If you're a soccer player, make sure you come out there and you try out and show us what you got. But from uh, here on, we're out and take care. Peace, see you guys.